Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We have certainly heard of uh, a lot of hacking stories of late during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and another one involving Twitter. Uh, yesterday saw uh, ver- verified Twitter's u- uh, Twitter users, including people like Barack Obama and Bill Gates, have their accounts hacked. And, uh, you know, obviously from there, uh, their uh, their uh, Twitter sites are compromised and it's a massive, massive issue for Twitter. Here's what ABC News had to say about this. Twitter shut down the biggest accounts and investigated the scam. They believe that it has been ended, but they also believe that there could be potentially more malicious activity and they continue to investigate that. This is a reminder not to believe everything that you read on social media. All right, let's bring in Terry Cutler, cybersecurity expert, certified ethical hacker, and is with us now. Terry, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. Hey, good to be with you. How are you? First of all, I have to ask what a certified ethical hacker is. Well, basically, it's a cybersecurity professional that has the same training that the bad guys do, except we're using these skills for good to help protect the organization. Uh, is there more money to be made doing it this way, Terry, than the other way? No. Why don't the people that are hacking things, <laughs> why don't why don't they use their power for, for uh, good, not evil? Well... I thought the question was, would I make more money on the dark side? But, uh, I sleep well at night. <laughs> Good for you. All right, so uh, the first question I want to ask, uh, there's been a couple of stories about hacking today, one of them also involving uh, uh, apparently uh, some sort of Russian setup where they were trying to hack uh, institutions, organizations that were working on COVID-19 vaccination, yeah. uh, vaccinations in the UK, the US, uh, and in Canada. Are, are any of these related in any way, the one from uh, from Russia and then this Twitter hack? I mean, nobody knows, right? Because there's so many ways to hide your tracks online that you don't know where it's coming from. Like, I could be actually doing these attacks from Montreal, but make it look like I'm coming from Russia. Yeah. And then people think, oh, it's Russia attacking us. But they don't know. So let's talk about this latest uh, Twitter situation. How bad How bad of, of this is a black eye for Twitter? Because at the end of the day, is this not about companies protecting their customers? It is. So, so it's, it's actually a pretty big black eye. Because what's happening here is that um, the, the hackers were able to bypass the security of Twitter. So all these accounts, have two-step verification turned on, they have very strong passwords, and they're still able to bypass this. So it was done because they were able to perform what's called social engineering, which is basically the psychological manipulation of people. This is where, and we use the same techniques when we test our clients, it's where we, we, we gain the trust of an employee, and then we're going to use that trust against them in a cyber attack. So we can trick them, have them click on a link they're not supposed to, or call them up saying, hey, it's Sandy from accounting. I'm having a trouble logging in. Can you change right. my password? There's ways to trick employees. We've all seen those. So uh, it's suspected now that this did come in through the back end through an employee. Is, is yeah. this a mistake, do you think, or is there something scrupulous, uh, scrupulous going on here? Uh, you, you, that, that's still under investigation, too. Was the employee paid off by somebody else? Because what happened was the, 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 the hackers were able to gain access to the, the Twitter's uh, internal system tools, which pretty much bypasses everything because you become a system-level access, which is not a regular user access. It's far more elevated. So when you become a system-level access, you're actually bypassing any detection technologies. Uh, that's why they weren't able to stop it immediately on the spot. 
they only found out because all of these tweets were around. They're like, what on earth is going on? And then they started shutting down these accounts, but they didn't realize that there were other accounts tweeting out similar information. And at one point, they're like, you know what? Shut it all down until we figure this out. But, so, but, able, but the scammers were able to pull in $110,000 in three hours. Uh, here's an example on Joe Biden's. I'm giving back to the community. All Bitcoin sent to the address below will be sent back doubled. If you send $1,000, I will send back $2,000. Only doing this for 30 minutes. Uh, doesn't that raise some red flags when you're thinking this is a former vice president? Well, I guess not. Think about it. They're like, who would hack? Who, who's going to hack into Joe Biden's account? Yeah, it must yeah. be legit. And yeah. then <laughs> they all fall for it. Now, going back to your original question. Could I make $110,000 in three hours? Maybe not. But <laughs> Yeah, there you go right there. So uh, how much information, how, 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 so in this case with the Twitter scenario, and, and I guess maybe this is the difference from the other one regarding Russia and trying to find data on COVID-19, this is really about just trying to generate as much revenue as possible for whoever's doing this. Is that right? I think so, but it could also be because this year is an election year, Right. So what happens is that when, when you look at some of these accounts that were compromised, uh, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, now people think Twitter is just to send out public tweets, but you can actually use this as an internal communications tool. You can send direct messages to your team, mm-hmm. which are hidden. So imagine the scammers now or the hackers were able to gain access to private conversations happening between their teams and leak it in an extortion scheme. Right? So they're... So, and on top of it, later on, they could be tweeting out more information from Joe Biden, and people are not going to sure, is it really him saying this out, or is right. it a hacker? It's to, it's to cause doubt, you know? Uh, obviously, President Trump uses Twitter a lot. It's his main form of communicating with, uh, with his followers. Um, uh, surprised he didn't get hacked, or, uh, again, how, how does that affect his use of Twitter? Maybe they uh, mysteriously missed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You will this make people? Him. Will this make people look at his tweets differently, though? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But I mean, like, he's all. I mean, he, he tweets anything he wants, right? So it's, um, yeah, it's it's definitely will a black there, eye for Twitter. Will there be any way for investigators to find anything out about this, where it came from? Will they be able to track this down? It's going to be very difficult. Not impossible. But they're going to be looking eventually for human error. So, for example, say they're hiding their tracks. They're coming through what's called VPNs, anonymous VPNs. This hides your tracks up to 10 times in the system. So even if the investigators found a server that had the tracks on it, well, he's already hidden another another nine times. And he could be in another jurisdiction. I mean, it's it's, it's a very lengthy investigation that will go on. The only time that we've seen people get caught like this is because they were careless in the end. They'll post something to brag, oh, I hacked Twitter. And then, boom, the investigators swarm in. Uh, the fact that this involves some pretty major players, some big movers and shakers, leaders in business and, and politics and such, how does that change everything? I mean, look, the problem is once you're using somebody else's system, uh, you're, you're relying on their cybersecurity defenses. And you have to keep in mind also that there is no silver bullet to stop a hacker. You can only make it as difficult as possible for them to get in. So... But because this happened on a back end, it bypassed all the traditional security. Hmm. There was, there's, no, there's nothing anybody could have done on, on the public side. So do companies have to be more aware of not only their security, but also their employees? Oh, yes. 
definitely. So insider threat is the number one cause now of hacking. They think that all oh, these hackers are trying to hack my firewall. No, they're actually, you know, employees are clicking on links they're not supposed to. And the moment they click on that link, now the hacker becomes an insider and, and has access to the same level of access that the employee has. We've also seen cases here in Montreal with a public, with a, with a, with a very well-known bank. This guy had access to 4 million accounts with social insurance numbers, credit card data, all that stuff, and he, and he was able to pull it out. So they don't realize how much, how much risk they have with their own employees. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. How will Twitter respond to this? I mean, as you said, this is a pretty bl- uh, big black eye, a lot of prominent people affected by this. And again, the president using this uh, platform uh, day in and day out. Uh, how much damage is this to Twitter? What do they have to do to, to regain faith? I mean, this is months in, into, uh, into an investigation. I mean, this is not going to happen in the next 24 hours. Uh, right now, the blame is on an internal employee. But usually what happens is when, whenever, like say I do a, an attack on a customer, the term is called penetration testing. It's where we, we, we try to gain access to a company. Now, once we've gained access, um, I can actually plant back doors so I can come in in another covert way. So there's a good chance that these, these hackers did the same thing. They're, they're, they set up some back doors, which allow them to come back in the future and possibly even hide their tracks more and then launch a bigger attack. This may, be, may have been a diversion, for all we know. So, again, this sort of thing is going on uh, continuously. Uh, as you say, various doors opening and closing, and then when one opens, boom, it all starts. That's it. What about other social media sites, uh, whether it's Facebook or what have you? Are they just lucky they haven't had a hack to this extent, or are they doing something different? Oh, I'm, sure uh, they're, uh, I'm sure Twitter got their attention. Yeah. So I'm sure, pretty sure they're looking at the team saying, hey, guys, have we really covered all the bases here? Uh, they're, 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 they're taking Twitter as a life lesson right now, for sure. Uh, many have said that Twitter was kind of on its way out before uh, President Trump jumped on board and, and brought it back to life. Is this going to damage Twitter? It's definitely going to give them a punch in the gut. Um, now, now, Twitter is not very, very pretty, but it's used for real-time communication. People don't want to wait to hear the news at 6 o'clock. They want to hear from the candidate or whoever yeah. in real time. So Twitter is uh, a very prominent uh, piece of social media. So I think they're going to recover, but and people are going to forget, right? They, they see a big mega breach, and then like six months later, they've already forgotten about it. What does this do for the discussion of security? And I mean, anybody that works at a company knows that they are very much, uh, you know, putting us through training and, and all of these different programs and stuff to be aware of, of when a certified ethical hacker or a real one uh, tries, to get, tries to get through. How does this change the discussion uh, from your business perspective? That's a very great question. Um, now, it usually comes down to budget, okay? Because a lot of these organizations that, I'm, that I, I prospect and such, they don't, have, they don't see the need for cybersecurity until it's too late, right? They yeah. think, I'm a small business, who's going to want to hack me? But they're, they don't realize that they're the number one target because hackers are going to scam them or hack them because they know that they have no time, resources, or budget to keep up with cybersecurity, and they're going to use their company as a jump point to attack another company. So when another company does their forensic investigation, they're going to say, oh, it was Joe's Pizza Shop that did it. And then, uh, then they receive law, law, um, lawyer letters and fines and whatever, you know? So normally people don't really act on this until they become a victim. Unfortunately. 
especially with ransomware, just another type of extortion. What uh, what advice do you have for companies or even personal users that, uh, again, we always hear that during COVID-19, man, the scammers come out or any sort of crisis like this, that this brings the scammers to the surface. Oh, any yeah. advice for companies or even the individual user during these times? Yeah, so um, they, they probably don't realize that there was over 445 million cyber attacks since January on remote users because everybody's working from home and the, the scammers know this. And they know that you're not protected as you are behind the corporate firewall. So, and all these users are remotely logged in from home. And they could be sharing the same computer as their kids. So the scammers would hack them and then get access to the company from the remote users. So the, the companies need to get an audit done. For example, we offer what's called a report card audit, which allows us to find all the mistakes you have that are misconfigured in your company. Things like employees that are, that are still active in the system but haven't been with the company for three years. We find so much of these things. Mm. They don't even, they're not even aware of what they have. So uh, number one, the companies need to get an audit done. And for the personal users, they need to get awareness training. Definitely. And that's as simple as recognizing these things before you click on them, correct? Absolutely, yes. Because now the new scams are really, really well done. They're, like They're very well done. And uh, most people don't realize that they're in, they're in a scam or in a hack. So, now, we've certainly seen, as, as you said, more and more people working from home, that there's uh, other authentication that goes on uh, in many situations. When we have this with what we're, uh, we're dealing with here with you know multiple passwords and multiple ways to get in. Um, does any of that, is any of that effective when someone's coming in the back end? No, it's not at all. And here's the other challenge you're going to see. So say, for example, you had a, you had a very, very strong password and, um, and you're on your merry way, you're doing your thing. And, and for example, Marriott got breached, right? A couple of, uh, beginning of right. uh, last year. So now their password that they haven't changed yet is actually on a dark web and you can actually extract that information and I can reuse this encrypted version of your password and log in as you without ever knowing your password. That's why whenever you hear there's a data breach on the news, the first thing is change your password. Change the password, because yeah. Of that, because of that type of attack. There's ways for me to access your account without ever knowing your password. So we're going to see more of this before we see less. Uh, accurate? We are going to see more, for sure. Because right now, like a lot of companies don't have the budgets and stuff to, uh, to keep up with cyber, and the new threats are becoming way too sophisticated. And that's simply just because everybody's working remotely now. I'll give you an example. So we have a monitoring solution for our customers where we can monitor their environment for anomalies. And when we, when we see, for example, Joe usually logs in 9 to 5, now he's logging in at 3 a.m., yeah. that's a problem in most cases. But now because of COVID, he can log in whenever he wants. Yeah. So we're getting a ton of false alarms, and we have to keep current with the customer saying, hey, is this legit or not? He's got to double check. And, you know, that's how we got to find out what's going on. Wow. Terry Cutler's been with us, cybersecurity expert, a certified ethical hacker. Terry, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thanks for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.